everybody. Welcome to Bamcast Extra, episode 83. Wow, numbers and stuff. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. So we are going to mix things up a bit. We've decided to uh, use Bamcast Extra as a little like a testing ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to play with the format of what we usually do each week on Bamcast Extra. And then maybe see how it works out and then maybe start applying some changes to Bamcast Prime. But mm-hmm. this is a work in progress. Uh, we would love your feedback on this as as we go. So anything that you like that you don't like, please let us know in all the various ways that you can get in touch with us and, and talk. So uh, we're going to we're, we're still watching a movie every week and, mm-hmm. and talking about it. But we're, we're not going to do the whole like scene by scene recap uh, thing that we've been doing. Yeah, that's probably the primary difference. Yeah, uh, we've got some categories we're going to talk about. Uh, first, let's mention the the movie that we decided to watch this week was uh, 1978's Grey Lady Down. Mm-hmm. Uh, fresh to Blu-ray from Shout Factory. Yeah, I believe we're starting kind of a new mini theme. Well, so we were going to watch this movie about six months ago. I had this idea in my head that I was going to latch certain movies together and get us to an endpoint. And then as this one was coming up, they announced the Blu-ray. And I was like, well, we should just wait <laughs> until that comes out on Blu-ray and watch it the best format possible. Sure. So anyway, it's now out on Blu-ray. Uh, it is a star-studded affair. And so that brings us to our first category of this new format, which is casting crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about the casting crew here. Uh, it's directed by David Green, who is not a Bamcast alum, but man, he, if you look at his filmography, anything television ever has been directed by this man. Uh, he directed Roots and uh, Fatal Vision, like these big like TV movie things. Mm-hmm. He's just... If you needed a TV movie done, you went to this guy. So not a lot of theater or uh, cinema work. No, no. Uh, I, theater is yeah, Broadway. <laughs> theatrical. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. So uh, one of the writers, uh, James Whitaker, also wrote Megaforce. Mm. So <laughs> there's th- these movies could not be more different. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very true. <laughs> so prolific writer, James Whitaker. We've got... Um, the the cast of this thing is silly. The, the the names of this movie they just keep coming at you and you're just like, oh, oh, all right. And then I think there's some people that aren't even like in the opening credits where yeah. they just kind of show up along the way and you're like, yeah. oh, hey, you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, the star of the film, Charlton Heston, never been a Bam Castellum. Why would he? Yeah, but it, it, he hasn't even appeared on Extra, has he? No. This Who is... am I thinking? Oh, sh- I was. I don't know why I'm confusing. This era, Charlton Heston is is very similar to me to this era, Sean Connery. Yeah. Because we did that meteor, meteor, yeah, <laughs> right. Which could have easily starred Charlton Heston in this era. Yep. You know? This this seventies disaster movie type thing. Mm-hmm. Just everyone wanted to be in them. Um, so yeah, Charlton Heston, welcome to the show. My I mean, friend. this is also kind of like the the waning down of those two. I mean, yeah. The, the, you know, yeah. 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 Uh, so you've also got David Carradine, mm-hmm. who has been in five Bamcast movies. This is his sixth appearance. Uh, he was in Karate Cop and Martial Law. And Think Big and Lone Wolf McQuaid and Q. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> welcome back, David Carey. We've covered all the giants. Stacy Keach is in this. He was in class in 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ned Beatty, sure, why not? Uh, Captain America and Rolling Vengeance. <laughs> um, you've also got Stephen McCaddy, who is in a million things. Like you were like, I know this guy from something, but. Uh, he was in Theodore Rex. Uh, I know him from this movie called Pontypool, which is this really cool, like, zombie outbreak movie, but it's about language. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he looks much different in latter day stuff where, yeah. you know, he was kind of like a that guy. Mm-hmm. This era, Stephen McHattie, I was like, for half the movie, I was like, 
Is that the dude from Barbarella? Oh, David Hemmings, the, the guy who played Dildano. Oh. And that just because like he has the same kind of weird almost porn stash thing going yeah. on like it just kind of greasy dude like <laughs> yeah. if you watch barbarella enough you're gonna immediately go to go oh yeah him mm-hmm. even if, if the name doesn't ring a bell but. yep uh charles robinson uh mac from night court is in there in the background mm-hmm. uh he was in russell madness vanvcast <laughs> <laughs> yes. and charles uh-huh. robinson um also the most decorated vanvcast alum ronnie cox is in this mm-hmm. uh, this is his seventh appearance well not overall most decorated vanvcast in, no, in this movie but in this movie yes uh, you wouldn't think that we have seen seven Ronnie Cox movies for the Vampcast, but uh, somehow we have. The he has a strong filmography, but in between strong entries, he does some questionable films, and we seem to seize on those <laughs> every time they come around. Yes, so we've seen a lot of Ronnie Cox movies, and this is now the seventh one. Uh, also lurking in the background, uh, appearing suddenly out of nowhere, Christopher Reeve. Yeah, um, I don't think he was in the opening credits. He was. He was so in was one he? of the. the oh, okay. There was a big block of text yeah. credits, but. This is the same year as Superman, uh-huh. and there's uh, you know Otis and Superman making yep. an appearance in this one. Yep, yep. You've got those two hanging out. You've also got Ned Beatty and Ronnie Cox. So if you want to have a little Deliverance reunion, because who doesn't? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good time. But anyway, yeah. So this cast, I mean, and we're not. There are so many like, oh that guy, oh that dude, like, oh mm-hmm. you know, like there's so many, so many people in this, uh, exclusively dudes. Like they show a lady at one point. Like, yeah, it's here's really, someone's wife. Yeah, and it's, it's really just like, hey, here's some wives. And yeah. they're, oh, no. Yeah. Mm. I, I was I was amazed at one point that they actually showed a lady because at one point there's a there's a like a spouse under a blanket. And I was just like, are they literally not going to show a lady in this entire movie? But, but they do. They eventually show some ladies. But anyway, so that's the cast. It is one, one might say it's a subplot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, get ready for those. <laughs> yeah. OK, so let's get into the plot of gray lady down uh-huh. as you might have just deduced it's a submarine movie hmm. <laughs> like i said we're not going to go scene by scene but with this we're just kind of going to give like a overall plot summary not like the plot summary that we usually give right. but but talk generally about the whole film so you've got you've got this submarine full of of crew and they're kind of having a, a like okay ronnie cox is going to take over the submarine uh, Charlton Heston, your your watch is over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going back to port. Going to drop you off, and then Ronnie Cox is going to be the be the guy. And they have decided they're going to surface and ride into port. You know, being all awesome because why not? You're a submarine. Mm-hmm. But then coming in the other direction on a foggy night is this Norwegian like cargo vessel, and they lose their radar. And then they're just like, should we stop and fix it? And they're like, no, nah, we got to we got to get this. We got to get our Norwegian goods to New York. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Isn't and, it good? Yeah. Norwegian good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they um, this obviously sets up a, a collision course to where the submarine is getting like, hey, there's something out there. And they're like, it's foggy. We can't see what it is. And then like, oh, God, it's on top of us. And then it hits them. So they all have to rush back in, and then the submarine submerges, and then they just fall. And they fall, and they fall, and they land on this this mountain shelf, basically. And they're like, oh, you know, we were supposed to be crushed after this certain depth. We didn't get crushed. This boat's awesome. Yeah, I think they send about 1,600 feet down. Yeah. Which doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, I guess maybe I'm, I'm thinking of, like, modern-day sub yeah. movies, maybe. but... I, I don't know. I don't know much about subbing, but you know, like, I mean, it just okay. it doesn't that doesn't seem that deep, really, for a yeah. nuclear nu- nuclear mm-hmm. s- submarine. Yes, um, which is funny because so it is 
one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a scene where people kind of discuss, like, okay, do we need to b- be worried about the nukes? And it's quickly dismissed. It's like, no, even if they all die, the, the submarine will protect the nukes. The nukes can't go off by being crushed. Well, I, I, okay. I, I don't know if... I don't know if they were concerned about nukes or if it's just nuclear powered. I don't know that they were saying there are nukes on board. Well, it, nuclear material. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know. Maybe they had like, you know, the the tips. <laughs> they <laughs> the, might. The tips. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, That's never I, really established. I don't know if it was, yeah, if it was nuclear powered or if it was. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. So I'm not sure if they were worried about warheads or if they were worried about just the, the nuclear energy. Right. So anyway, um, that's dismissed like quickly. Like there's, there's never of all the ticking clocks that they have in this movie. That mm-hmm. seems like it would be like the biggest and it's not, they dismiss it immediately. It's like, no, no, this movie's not about that. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Especially in this time frame too. It's just yeah. like, you know, that, that seems like everyone didn't really know much about it. And yeah. Oh no, it's going to blow up and mm-hmm. it's somewhat close to land yeah. apparently. Cause they were in the final mile of getting to wherever. Yep. So the movie's broken up basically into, into two parts, which is just the dudes on the sub trying to survive and the people on the surface trying to figure out how to get to him. Yeah. And, and I mean, I know we're not going scene by scene, but I, I want to point out like this movie doesn't do for the majority of it doesn't do Charlton Heston any favors as far as like him being a good sub captain. No, because <laughs> the second they hit the ground, he's like, everyone's like, of course, trying to rattle off the status of the sub mm-hmm. and down to the point where he's like, how's our rations? The guy's like, we're good. We got so many. So and he's just like, I don't need an inventory. <laughs> he's like, just give everybody whatever they need. Yeah. He is 100 percent convinced that they're going to be rescued in like five hours. Yeah. He, and, he's harsh towards everybody, but also no one is being and like a lot of people had turned on him really quick, especially Ronnie Cox. Yes. Ronnie Cox has decided that this is Charlton Heston's fault because he wanted to surface and ride into port a hero. Yes. Showboating. And, yeah. And, <laughs> and so it's his fault that uh-huh. uh, that this has happened. Yeah. Um, and then there's also like this. No one ever comes out and says it, but there's this residual thing of, you know, because in every submarine uh, submarine movie, when it's flooded, you've got to shut the door that then traps certain dudes behind the door. And then mm-hmm. those people are obviously dead. Right. Everyone kind of gives him a look like, I can't believe you did that, sir. But it's like, OK, it was either them or we all die. So I had to do it. But there's also this residual thing of that. Yeah, they get over that pretty quick. They do. But then like throughout the rest of the movie, there's always like these little scenes of like, so uh, what would you have done? And guys are like, hey, no, stop. Quit that noise. None of that. But mm-hmm. it keeps happening. Like people are like, I wouldn't have done that, you know. But so like everyone's kind of second guessing and freaking out a little bit. But it never goes like full on revolt or anything. No, no. one's like, OK, Charlton Heston, you're out of here. I know. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying the movie doesn't. For our benefit and us knowing that the you know, movie's only 30, 45 minutes into it, mm-hmm. he's just like, all the chicken fricassee for everybody. Have a, Give whatever anybody yeah. wants. Oh, they want, they want you know, uh, um, tranquilizers? Just give it to them. Yep. Yeah, they, they, they bump their thumb, give them a tranquilizer so that... Yeah, later the, ra- the, the rationing is not smart. Later <laughs> in the movie, they're just like, we're, we're fucking out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone ate like 12 fricassees. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a fricassee f- fiasco over here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So you know, uh, they call Stacy Keach. He's mm-hmm. he's the man on the surface to to coordinate things to get them done. And you know they they have they have a a rescue tube that they <laughs> yes a rescue tube <laughs> DSRV mm-hmm. is that the name of it? Okay, yeah, deep sea rescue. Vehicle. Yeah. So this is just this is basically like a torpedo with a propeller at the end of it that just has a hatch on it that they can send down and and get dudes out of a submarine. Yeah, it's got like a pressurized yeah. hatch on the bottom that they can just, you know, like dry dock with. Yeah. So 
the problem is that the the this shelf they've landed on is of course unstable, and so there's these constant like rock slides and and just like the, just shit coming off this mountain and draping all over this the submarine. Mm-hmm. So what they eventually conclude is that there's too much debris over the rescue hatch that this thing can't come down and get them. So what are we going to do? And someone's like, I have an idea. I know this guy has got a thing. So they have to call David Carradine and his assistant, Ned Beatty, who have invented a, a tiny submarine, uh, a two man submarine that has various capabilities, has like TV cameras and a mechanical arm mm-hmm. and they can send it down. Kind of like a pressure washer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They didn't mention that as yeah. a special feature, but that's essentially what it does. Well, when I mean, it gets down there. Yeah. It was like, I could see when they were showing off the arm that there was like a, a tube that I was okay. like, oh, so obviously it can just it can blow water too. Yeah, because like the way they were describing it is like, oh, it's got this mechanical arm. I was like, are they just going to pick up these rocks one by one and yeah. think like or they're the gonna... sand? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. ooh, <laughs> scoop, scoop. Yeah. But the way we're introduced to David Carradine is he's running down a beach like <laughs> Steven Seagal style. <laughs> yeah, Steven Seagal and or uh, uh, Amy Dolan's. <laughs> yes. Um, and now but, equal in our eyes. But I mean, it's like, yeah, he's just running terribly, and Ned Beatty's chasing him in a jeep, and he's like, come on, yeah. and. They want to use the, and then they name this thing. They, they've, they've <laughs> this tiny submarine is called the Snark. Mm-hmm. To which the whole movie, we're like, oh, that stands for something, and they're going to tell us what it is. Never. Never. So every time they mention it, it's just like, oh, we're going to use the tiny sub, are we? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just subnautical sub. <laughs> <laughs> subnautical. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Snark. Yeah. So We didn't bother naming it. So just. If you watch this, be prepared to have a really good time <laughs> with the snark levels of snark. <laughs> like every time someone gets sassy in that thing, you're just like, well, yeah, they're in the snark. Of yeah, course, that's of course what happens. Yeah. Uh, it just washes over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they bring them and there's some there's some time wasting drama of David Carradine's like, OK, me and Ned Beatty need to do this because we know this thing. And yeah, like, we, cre- nope. we created it. We're the team. We know yeah. how to operate it. And and Stacey Keach was like, no, we've got this other guy. He knows things. We're going to send him down with you and of course this just there's a lot of just time wasting in this it's, mm-hmm. it's just like there's this ticking clock and just everyone's kind of like ah yeah we know that you know best but we're just going to do this other thing yeah, and, and they've offhandedly mentioned that this area is the, like a sonar testing area so they've been launching like old Buicks <laughs> and stuff down to the bottom of the ocean so that they can test their sonar yeah so of course the first trip down with this you know with this scrub that they send down He's just like, I've got him. It's right here. And they, they come up on like an old sunken car. He's like, not it. And there's me like to the surface. Yep. So, you know, which like on this trip down, they've got radio contact with Charlton Heston. They, they finally have established it. Yes. And so they're like, all right, we're coming down. We found you. Oh, wait, it's not you. It's this car. Get back up there. And <laughs> somewhere between this, this trip down and going back down again with Ned Beatty, mm-hmm. they lose radio contact. So yep. then it just it sends the people in the sub to like an extra level of panic. Yes. So, you know, Morse code has mm-hmm. to be used and all that stuff. And yeah, because they end up like landing it on the sub and just tap, tap, tap. Yeah. Like, okay, they're going to do this. Yeah. And so this uh, this is just a series of unfortunate incidents where it's, it's you know, they, they think they're, okay, let's do this. And then all of a sudden there's another rock slide and it mm-hmm. pushes the sub over and they're like, well, we can't land the thing. Uh, it's at a 90 degree angle. We can't get it on. So what do we do? And Inside the sub, they're like, well, we'll blow these tubes. It'll use up all our air, but at least it'll turn us yeah, right side up. Blow the ballast tube yeah. so that it hopefully writes itself. So that kind of does the trick. Although, which, which sacrifices Ronnie Cox yeah. and um, Stephen McHattie yes. along the way. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, sorry, sir, shut the door. <laughs> we got this. 
Um, but it starts to write itself and there's a rock in the way. So yeah. then there's a whole thing of like, well, we could try to blow the rock with shape charges, mm-hmm. but we don't have a demolitions team. So in comes some more people. Yeah. Because like, there's a lot of like, oh, here comes the team that's going to actually do something. And then they just sit there. Like yep. like the DSRV people arrive right away. Yeah. They're, they're, like, they're first ones there and they're just like. Uh, and they're like, <laughs> stand by, be ready to launch. We're yeah. just like, okay, well, we'll just be here twiddling our thumbs. Yeah. But yes, they paratrooper in some di- uh, demolitions people. Mm-hmm. So then a demolitions guy and David Carradine have to go down. Yeah. And they holding a live charge with the mechanical claw yeah. of the snark mm-hmm. um, to but which, they, yeah, they, they put it into place and blow and blow up this rock and it, it works. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they send in the, the DSRV, which holds basically five people at a time. <laughs> yeah. Well, they take like all the injured people up first yeah. and then they have to make a second trip. Yeah. Which, yeah. So like the first one's like uneventful, except like, you know, you see a little bit of rocks trying to fall down. Yeah, David Carradine is they're like, "Okay, David Carradine, get out of there." And he's like, "No, I'm going to stay down here and just make sure Watch. everything goes okay." Yeah. Um and he is just staring intently. Mm-hmm. He's also gone down by himself. He yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't let anyone else go down with him. So. Right. So Which is like, "Yeah, wonder what's going to happen with you." Uh-huh. Yeah. And so the as they're getting the last bit of the crew off, uh the the sub starts kind of rolling off this shelf. Mm-hmm. And so he pilots the snark and wedges it between the shelf and the sub to keep it there a little while longer mm-hmm. so everyone gets out but it crushes the snark and it's not getting away no and then eventually oh, it's not getting away no <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually you know the a, after they get everyone off and the dsrv goes back up the uh the sub and the snark just roll into the ocean mm-hmm. um yeah, but like Kane from Kung Fu, just yeah. watering the earth, <laughs> watering the bottom of the earth. Uh, yeah, and so everyone kind of comes back, and it's you know like the first like people gingerly get out, and you know everyone's like hooray, and then Charlton Heston gets back, and they're all just like, yay, mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks, sir, welcome back. You know you did your best, and then he just stares at the ocean for a second, and then it's credits. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, there you know, there's a lot of stuff in between there. It's sure. just a lot of dudes panicking, yeah. and we're just condensing it down to yeah. a manageable size of this content. Here. Yes, but we do want to talk about a couple of standout scenes. Absolutely. Um, well, the way we we decided, we, I'm going to go ahead and explain the format since uh-huh. it's a new thing. You can tell us if you like it. Yep. We decided we're going to pick like a scene that we each would like to talk about. Obviously, just the two of us now, but uh-huh. in the larger format. Um, you know, and just kind of like one person can discuss a scene that they want to talk about. Yeah. And the scene that I chose is there is a point where after the um, after the sub is, is trapped and and everyone's kind of done their initial panicking and they've, you know, they're just kind of waiting. You know, they're waiting that initial like, uh, okay, well, it's just a matter of time. Like, they're going to be here by like two o'clock and then yeah. we'll, we'll be out of here. There's just, mostly nothing the crew of the submarine can do at this point but yeah. wait. I mean, there's a couple of like funny things that get us to the scene that I want to talk about. And, mm-hmm. I, and I'll just mention it because like. First off, the the sub's just kind of sitting on the shelf with like a like a ten percent list they call it, where it's sitting sort of sideways. So everything's just a little bit off kilter. Yep. Because there's a scene where a dude's like sitting in the mess hall table and he's got a fresca <laughs> and he's just like setting it at one end of the table and it's just like slowly sliding down and they'll yeah. catch it and like set it back at the other end. And some guys are trying to play backgammon and they just wedge a banana peel under it so that it will sit. And then finally, it's just like it, you know, it's a lot of dudes just wasting time. So mm-hmm. eventually, they just they fire up the media room and they're watching Jaws. Yes. And they're just sitting there watching Jaws and it's you know quince like fishing for the shark and all the scene and everything mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the sound goes out yeah and so like they're like hey no sound they're like banging on the projection booth no sound so then they're like 
Well, let's just start like improvising. We'll do, we'll do a bad lip reading of Jaws here. Yes, yeah, they basically just start riffing on the movie. Because <laughs> like one like, guy just starts doing he, the Jaws music. Well, well he, yeah, that's the first thing. Is like you know, when you, they're like, "Hey, no sound," and then the, you know, Jaws is charging the boat. It, and the scenes in Jaws are not in the right order at all. It's, no, it's, 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 it's a, a highlight reel yeah, of Jaws. It's, it's for comedy effect because yeah. it's Jaws charging the the ship, and the guy's just going, doo, 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 mm-hmm. and then it's like. Then they're like, someone's going like, yar, I'm Quentin. <laughs> then Richard Driver's like, hey, everybody, go home. Let's, let's not be so bad about this. We should and get then, along. And then Roy Scheider's shoveling the chum, and he's just like, oh, I'll go through, I'm going to puke. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's just got their own like little weird voices. And then they cut to Shark Cam under the water, and I think it's Mac, is actually like, hey, somebody ring the dinner bell up here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just a really dumb scene, and it and it really just leads into like the first major rock slide. You know, like they're all just like, ah, eh, we'll be fine. We're getting rescued, and this is yeah. like the first um, rock slide that covers the hatch, and you know, necessitates calling David Carradine right. and his bad running. But it's a really <laughs> dumb scene that where they're just riffing on on mute jar- jaws. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a brief bit of levity in this film, like mm-hmm. like scripted levity. It's it's yeah. and it's also like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Oh no, no, it's totally not. There's a couple other like funny non-scripted little bits of levity. Like there's one point where they're all waiting for something and and they're kind of like doing the comical three stooges at the door like one dude's just like lay down on the ground and then there's like four dudes stacked up all trying to watch into the you know to the comms room yeah and and they're all just like count Hess is like everybody calm down they're like i'm calm you calm we all calm here. <laughs> like, yeah. so there's there's little moments where it's just like everyone's trying not to flip, flip out but yeah sometimes they do flip sometimes out. they do flip out uh the radio operator who is danny noonan from from caddyshack mm-hmm. is his job is just to keep you know requesting someone to respond this is before they establish radio contact so he's just repeating over and over again trying to to get someone yeah, and basically and, like neptune calling anyone yeah. to receive and you know, click wait for a few seconds and yeah and then at one bit he just decides that everyone's lying and no one is responding on purpose and then he freaks the hell out so mm-hmm. this is like a literal ensign award happening in real time mm-hmm. uh he just man and they have to drag him out of there and as they're pulling him through the port he's like wait no i don't want to go i'm fine everything's okay <laughs> so yeah and it's it's literally like 30 seconds later that they establish radio contact this other guy gets in there and is just like wait no i got it <laughs> so it was probably good that they, that guy freaked out um Charlton Heston goes to talk to him later, and he's just like, I just did what everyone was thinking, sir. Oh, yeah, that's what Charlton Heston is. He's like, I, I don't know what came over me. Charlton Heston's like, you just did yeah. what everyone else was thinking yeah. in their heads. Yeah. Danny. <laughs> Charlton Heston, by the way, not given a lot to do in this necessarily, um, but man, like whenever he's got, like whenever something starts to happen and he just has to pause and react to nothing and mm-hmm. just is like, good God, you know, yeah. this Jesus is, Christ. This is peak like, you know, <laughs> the parody version of Charlton Heston that you want yep. where it's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just good. Like just over dramatic Charlton Heston. Just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, got a, I got gotta tell you, I don't and, you know, know what I'm going to do. Yeah. So it's a good Charlton. Heston yeah. Stuff. He's, he's Troy McClurying it pretty hard. Yeah. So there's this, there's another little bit that we want to mention. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so <laughs> when, when they first, send uh david carradine off on his mission uh stacy keach gives him just a f- giant full screen thumbs up yeah he's like up on like the you know the uh the deck like yeah. the command deck and this thing's like way down on the right. on the on the actual deck and so david carradine responds with a thumbs up but just starts red rumming his thumb for some reason just <laughs> just doing his like he's, he's thumb wrestling with nobody but mm-hmm. it's like th- 
literally like the snarkiest like thumbs up you could give, mm-hmm. uh, which he then does later to Ned Beatty as he gets back in and Ned Beatty gives him a big thumbs up and he, he also gives the thumbs up and you're like, come on, do the thing. And, and he, 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 he's, <laughs> it's a snarky thumbs up. Yeah. It literally is. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah. So. Um, well, oh, one last thing only because yeah. I, I think it's a we don't do our stupid joke titles mm-hmm. for this, but, we, you know, obviously it would probably be between snarky thumbs up. Or, as I said, when the long sequence where they're taking the explosives down to it, I said it's the it's the shape charge of water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I had lots of time to think about that joke. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. let's talk about the production of this movie. Okay. Overall, one of the problems with this movie, and I mean, the, the movie's mostly fine, but one of the problems with the movie is that there's a lot of, like, look at what the Navy can do. Mm-hmm. Which again, fine, and I maybe at the time was more cinematic than it comes across now. But there's a lot of like, okay, get on with it. Yes, just like let's let's go. You know, you don't need to show the DSRV launch, and then you don't need to show them reclaim it and then do it again. Yeah, I mean, so I look. I know we. I'm. Sh- I I can guarantee you, we have listeners who have served in the military. Absolutely, and I know, and I don't mean this to sound disrespectful in the slightest. But in a movie where you have this ticking clock like this, where every, you know there are literal people dying on the ship because yeah. it keeps listing back and forth, and they conk their heads, and then they're covering another dude up because he's conked his head and died. Uh-huh. You know, there it seems like they're going out of their way to show all the safety protocols that they yeah. have to follow before doing everything. Just As, all the mundane procedures, that especially have to be done, especially late in the movie when you feel like the ticking clock is like you know they have. The, they've been watching. There's this one door, the the one door that that Charlton Heston first orders closed. Yeah, you know where it it, it kills the doctor and a, and a whole bunch of other dudes. Like right. you know, you see in this whole compartment that gets shut off, and then they spend three quarters of the movie staring at this door because they're like, that's the only thing keeping us from the sea. Yes. You know, because and it's like, like it's, not, is- it's not even meant to hold this much pressure. <laughs> right. Water is kind of leaking out behind right. the bolts of this door. And there are so many scenes of Charlton Heston and Ronnie Cox just staring, staring at yes. it. It's just like, guys. So, I mean, we're even past the point like they that that door is blown. Like they're literally they had to abandon the command deck. Yeah. And they're like they're hanging out in the crew quarters where the escape hatch is. Yes. So like they have no control over anything like they have no radio. There's nothing they can do except for wait. Mm-hmm. And the, and the DSR, DSRV has barely gotten out of there one time, you know, and taken all the injured people. And then they show the entire sequence. And instead of like just hitting the surface, popping the hatch and getting the people to fuck off, they redock it yeah. with the ship. So it goes up the center and it's like they even showed the dude like putting in the safety pins, you yep. know, like not safety pins, like, you know, <laughs> for clothes or, you know, garments or whatever. But right. I mean, like, like the pins into the like the, the winch so that it won't, you know, like mm-hmm. and it's like. Guys, get the fuck on with yeah. it. You've got to make at least one more trip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, when they first attach to the sub, right. and it's just like, open the hatch, and then it's just like, hey, order the chicken. You know, it's just right. like, you don't have time for jokes. Get the fuck up the ladder. <laughs> yeah. Go. You stupid idiots. <laughs> get the fuck out of there. Yeah. But, so, I mean, and that, that's all right. So, that's another thing. Like, uh, for all of the safety shit that they've shown, like, I mean, excruciatingly long scenes of like lowering subs and people onto mm-hmm. things and then divers jumping in the water and unhooking the subs where, you know, most movies nowadays would be like, yeah, we understand yeah. if they crane it down, some dudes are down there unhooking it. I don't need to see it. Right. Then like this, this is the, like they, they sound, they make it sound like this DSRV thing is like a new deal. Like it hasn't been because like at the, at the very end of the movie, they're like the DSRV is a real thing. Yeah. It can rescue subs in any ocean on America, <laughs> in the, on the world, in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> So, like, if this is an experimental kind of new thing, Charlton Heston is opening the hatch before they've even, like, knocked and said, like, yeah. okay, the pressure's good. Yeah, like, they just kind of assume. Charlton Heston could have totally 
exploded the sub and killed the people in the DSRV just by like, Good, open the fucking hatch now. Like, you know, you would think, I mean, look, I've watched enough space movies where people think about this, where it's like when you're making like an air dock, you know, pressure seal yep. you tap and it's like okay good you know or you know i know yeah. in space movies you have a little light okay seal is good open well it they up. do it in the hunt for october when right. they latch onto the yeah. you know, ding 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 yeah. okay we're good yeah That's, yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just saying this like, movie is just on faith he's charlton has yeah. like well here it goes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys ready all right yeah i mean there's there's not a lot more to talk about production wise i mean costuming it's it's a it's, military it's navy uniforms yeah. for the most part yeah. i mean you know, there. I mean, I guess if you want to get technical, there's a couple of little things where I think some of. The, I mean, I understand that there's some weird rules about facial hair in the Navy when you're on like a submarine because it's you know you can't shave all the time. It's right. bad. You know, you can't. It's a waste of resources. Well, it's a waste of resources, and you know, and where do you put the hair? You know, like you've got to filter the water and stuff like that. You know, yeah. so like you're allowed to grow, grow a beard, but like there's there's a point where um, Stacey Keach is riding on like a little launch boat, and this dude's got like a weird like goatee thing. It's like. I don't think you're supposed to have that. Yeah, that's like, fancy and weird. Yeah, it's fancy and weird. <laughs> and then my pet peeve for all military uniforms or any kind of like, you know, or, or, you know, service uniforms, mm-hmm. flags are backwards. Yep. Like, just put it on the other arm if you want to have the front-facing flag. You yep. know, like, yeah. just it, it took movies a long time to figure they really that out. Did. They, yeah. And they still sometimes don't. Like, yeah. Stranger Things still annoys me. <laughs> like That's a, that's just a saying. That's a big high-profile one. It's like, guys, <laughs> haven't we learned this yet? <laughs> like. Right, the blue, the the stars always face forward. Yeah. Anyway, I, I will say there's there's another thing worth talking about in the okay. production, which oh. is the uh, oh the terrible models. Yes, the terrible models. Uh, yeah. Right away, it is very obvious that this submarine is not a real submarine. Mm-hmm. Like like all the surface level Navy stuff is real, but anything under the water mm-hmm. is in someone's aquarium. Right. And it's, I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but no. the the way they film it doesn't do it any favors. No. And then later so uh, so that the models are are all kind of chintzy and you can you can just see them dangling around and it, it they're they're not believably underwater and they're not believably heavy and they're not none of that. Yeah, they have no mass. It's yeah. like they're made out of plastic. Yes. But the other problem is that so when the snark gets down to the submarine for the first time, mm-hmm. the scale is so wrong. Mhm. Like the sub, the the snark is like it's a two man thing, and they are crammed in there. Yeah, like one it, dude has to lay down. It's basically yeah. I mean, in fact, there's kind of an unfortunate shot when Ned Beatty is the one being the one laying down, and David Carradine sitting over it. So you have another Deliverance flashback. Yeah, if you went wish, uh-huh. but uh, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, yeah, like that, that's how tight they are. Like it's like one dude is like laying flat down, and one dude's kind of sitting up above him. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. But they get down there, and it's like this thing is like maybe one fifth the size of the entire submarine. You're like. Uh-uh. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah, there, there were at least, at one point in time, 70 to 80 dudes on this thing. Yeah. And it's, it's like, no, you guys blew that. But, you know, I... But then when, like, the, when the um, when the shelves start shifting, it's like there is no weight to the submarine. It's no. like, it almost seems like someone was holding it down. Yeah. You know, like toy submarine holding it down in the bath, like, yeah. instead of the other way around. And at the very end, when they tumble off into oblivion, mm-hmm. it's just like, hey, push these things off the shelf. Wee! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, but, um... Yeah, the, mm. the model work is, is, is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, especially for something this late. I mean, I, I would ex- I would forgive this. If it was ten years earlier, whereas people are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess we weren't really. I mean, I know it's hard to film a submarine on a shelf, and mm-hmm. ma- maybe the thought was, if if none of it, if the most important set piece of the movie can't be real because we can't just go put a submarine down on a shelf, mm-hmm. all of it might as well be models because otherwise it's going to look really jarring if we try to go from one to the other. Maybe that that was the thinking. But I because mean, I mean, surely puts, we could have put some weight on it. 
Like, put some weight on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, put your weight on put it. Put some weight on it. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, build it out of metal so that when you actually push it off something, it sinks like a real sub would. Yeah. I, that's all I'm saying is like... No, no. I just... The, the, the models... <sighs> They spent all the money on the cast. I'll yeah, say that. Yes. And I mean, uh, other production wise, I mean, there are some stunts, but I mean, most of this is the level of like, you know, Star Trek, like shake the camera and, you know, everybody go flail about. Yeah. Now, a couple of dudes like take some tumbles off of like uh, bunks or down. Like one dude goes down a staircase sort of. And they so, rotate some sets. Yeah, they do. They, they rotate some sets. Uh, there's one sequence in particular where they are all in the like the the crew quarters mm-hmm. where they are fully like yeah. they, they do a full like 45 degree angle roll yeah. on this on this set it's pretty good um and all the sets are obviously built to be submerged at some point because you, they just flood pretty much everything and and i will say like i mean again i'm not a member of the armed forces but i have been on naval vessels uh-huh they did a really good job with decorating the interiors of these. Like yeah. they, they, it felt like real things like the wood paneling on the doors and on the, like the non bulkhead doors were like very, yeah. very realistic looking. To this was not a Hollywood interpretation of what right. submarine life it, it looks like. It really this felt was, like a real yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So I will say that. I mean, like I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying like stunt wise and production wise, it's not its feature thing or, you know, it's, mm-hmm. this isn't like a stunt spectacular. Like, I mean, some disaster movies are very much like, you know, things are blowing up and dudes are flying across the room and, you know, our kind of, our kind of stunts. This is more like traditional, like, Oh, I fell on some stairs. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff I still wouldn't do. Sure. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, there, there is some good, like, okay, room is filling with water. And so there's, you know, obviously some underwater stunting yeah. that has to happen. And yeah, yeah, it was, it, there was some dangerous shit they did. Let's just yes, say that. Absolutely. Uh, the music here is done by Jerry Fielding, who, like, I, I hear that name and I'm like, I don't know who you are, sir. Uh, looking at his filmography, he did a lot of the Dirty Harry movies and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've seen a bunch of movies that he's done. This is, it's just very, like, military. It's, it's just, here's the rousing score yeah. that we're launching the thing, and here's the kind of suspenseful... My My only note of it is, like, it seems like... It's mostly uh, snark related. It feels like the score almost wants to get whimsical. Yeah, like it's it's real close to like it's one quarter note off of like, oh that's whimsical. Like I mean to the point that like it was so close that I was like, are you about to bust into the actual Otis theme from Superman? Because <laughs> right. like I'm like yeah. that baby's on this, and it was like <laughs> I was like, are you about to just like full on go whimsical? <laughs> like this this is this feels yeah. it just felt weird and, and almost out of place. It yeah. it didn't quite go there, but it was very close. Yeah, but you're this you're not here for the music for no, this one. It, it's really. just the music is just there to get you. There, there there's one part where the music starts to get very bombastic in a point where it didn't need it. Yeah, like there was one point where it's like the music just cranks up to eleven. And it's like <laughs> wh- it's like wait, what's are like, we not seeing something? <laughs> yeah, I was like this is this is not the point where this music needs to go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not awful, but it's it's not it's serviceable. Very, it's it just, not particularly noteworthy. It just doesn't stand out in any way. But uh, our ratings will stand out in a certain way because mm-hmm. it's time to give some. It is. Yeah, we're already there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it gets an ensign award, I think, because an ensign freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> well, s- somebody of, of a younger young, yeah. younger uh, bridge officer, poss- possibly enlisted, but we'll go with he's an ensign. Okay, fair enough. I didn't see any rank markings on him, but we'll go with he's an ensign. Okay. Instant Noonan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so actual Banffcast ratings. Mm-hmm. Here we go. All right. You want me to go? If you know what you're going to rate I it. do. Okay. Um, so I'm giving it to jocks. Mm-hmm. I th- it's it's just one of those late 70s things where it's like, you know, I really like looking at this. Like I just, like you were saying about a couple of the other 
seventies disaster things. Like the aesthetic is my jam. Mm-hmm. It's it's like peak filmmaking. It's like everything was just like man, just look how cool everything looks. And like the film stock looks good and just. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know how much this would hold up on repeat viewings. Uh, simply because you kind of just want to get to the stuff, and this movie kind of actively puts you off of getting from scene to scene because it's got so much procedure to show you. Mm-hmm. But I mean, basically, the thing about this movie is that it's a bunch of dudes you like and have seen in a bunch of other things acting it up. You know, just each one very doing their various things, and and it's it's enjoyable to watch as it plays out. Um, I, I was invested in it i guess i mean i didn't know who would make it at the end or uh, as as mm-hmm. soon as david carradine went down by himself i'm like okay <laughs> you're gone sir but uh Not the first time in his life yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah like i said i don't know how to hold up on repeat viewings i i have really i can't see myself ever saying i want to watch this again mm-hmm. but i think for an initial viewing it's enjoyable enough yeah. so two jocks well, I would like to say that you're crazy, Ivan, but I'm going to give it one jocks, one jocks only, Vasily. Mm-hmm. I look again. I, I I repeat what you say that '70s movies, the aesthetic of them are are mostly my jam. This movie, I think, however, is kind of boring as fuck. <laughs> by the end, I would say it's worth watching, but I think all the people in it, the are people what help are make yeah, it. it 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 truly is. But I mean, you could shave. 30 minutes easily off the runtime of this movie and lose nothing. It's just, especially by the end, the end was like, oh, dear God, get <laughs> on with it, please. Because yeah. like when they brought the first victims up uh-huh. and they like open the hatch and one dude just takes like a minute to wind up and just go, yay. You know, yeah. it's just like, get out. Yeah. Get the <laughs> fuck out of there, you stupid idiot. Everyone else is waiting. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like. I would so much rather watch Meteor. I know this, it's probably not as well made of a movie. Like, this is like, what's weird is like, there's a couple of shots in this that are really good. Like, there is one, um, two shot that they do kind of late in the movie where it's a close up on Stacey Keach. It's like, like Sergio Leone style close up on Stacey Keach's eyes with Ned Beatty over in in the background. And they're just sweaty as fuck. Like, what is going to happen? I think it's another split dioptic shot, but it's only like four seconds long. It really is. It's real good. It's really good. But like, most of this movie is boring as shit. <laughs> like it just takes way too long to get where it needs to go. Yeah. I I'm giving it a pass and I'm saying I would kind of recommend watching it only because of the cast, the aesthetic and that there's some okay production design. The model shit definitely ruins it kind of. And the <laughs> fact that, like I said, I almost feel like because there was all these things at the beginning and the end about the cooperation from the United States Navy that I was like, they made them make it more procedural than, you know, Hollywood fun. Yeah. You know, whereas like, you got to like, show this. Yeah. Shit. Like, you know, like people you know, need to know, do you know how long it takes to dock a sub. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, no, I, just you know, dock the fucking just, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the subs are docking, they don't come a rocking. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like it's, I still am recommending it, but just barely mm-hmm. like it, it, it's, it's kind of slow. Yeah. So we're wrapping up ratings with a new category. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just to spur conversation of some kind. Uh, so what movie does this make you think of? And would you rather watch that instead of this? Sure. So do you have a movie it made you think of? 
because I do. Okay, well, well, go ahead. Okay, um, it, not just because you mentioned it, like we, you didn't know what movie I was putting into the player at the beginning, and you said, "Is this the Abyss?" Uh, that's not what I mean. What made me think about the Abyss, but okay. because the Abyss basically is this same plot up to a point, mm-hmm. which is that this submarine goes down and is stuck, and then people have to go get it. Now, granted, there's no E.T. butterflies in this movie or anything like that, but the general premise is is a, sort of the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stayed in my brain the entire time, and the whole time I was kind of thinking, man, I'd really like to watch The Abyss again. That's a good movie. Um, would I wa- rather watch The Abyss than Grey Lady Down? Yeah, because I've seen The Abyss, I don't know, dozens of times, mm-hmm. and I want to watch it again right now. Sure. I don't want to watch Grey Lady Down again right now. So, yeah. um, so I would say The Abyss for that reason. I mean, if we're talking strictly like stuck with the threat of drowning in oceans, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if and even in the same uh, genre, Poseidon Adventure, Poseidon mm-hmm. Adventure is fucking rocking compared to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie just goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, if we're talking strictly subs, yeah, I hunt for out of Clover all day, every day. Oh, y- you know, yeah. like, I mean, I, I could watch that a billion times. Yeah. Hell, I, I mean, DOS Boot's four hours long, and I'd rather watch that. I mean, DOS Boot is like, it's, there's not really trap stuff. I don't, I don't know. It, yeah, somewhat. I, DOS Boot goes places. I mean, that, yeah. that's a long ass. That's an epic freaking movie. But yep. yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's nothing wrong with this. I mean, strangely, the thing that this probably most made me think of, and I already mentioned, is Meteor. Like, it's just, yeah. it, there's that mid to late 70s disaster movie thing where it's like, you know, Poseidon Adventure was like early on. That was like we're getting in on this. You know, this is Tower Inferno, Poseidon Adventure. These are the disaster movies. Are the thing. There's something kind of different and low key about some of these ones later, mm-hmm. where it's just like, yeah, we scaled down a bit, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna fill time by like going to uh, bureaucrats' offices and things like that. You know, there's yeah. like there's kind of like some unnecessary scenes and shit. I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah. But something about Meteor is just like way more in that cool 70s aesthetic thing going on. Plus, you know, your threats from space and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This isn't as brown as Meteor. Meteor is a brown movie. Is. This is this is bluer. <laughs> <laughs> it's deeper, bluer. <laughs> that sub is like a shark fin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, anything else to say about Grey Lady Down? No. I, 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 I withheld saying that it sounds like a sex act. Until now. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you never brought it up. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to throw one more thing at you. An unplanned category. Uh-huh. And if this doesn't go well, I'll just delete it. Okay. Um, so is there anything that you've been watching that's maybe not Banffcast Prime worthy of talking about? Anything you just want to say, hey, I've been watching this. It's Oh, wow. You, you threw me off. I know. That's I, um, It just came to me. I thought one more. Shit. Uh, I mean, I, I've... I've I've been slacking on it lately, but I I don't know if I mentioned that I've started watching Twin Peaks again for like the third time in my life. Is that what you mean? Like anything yeah. I'm watching? Okay, yeah. so like for like the third time in my life, I'm giving Twin Peaks another shot. Okay, I know it's way after the fact, and you're like, really fucking Twin Peaks? I'm like, yeah, okay. It's I, as a fan, I'm like, anytime someone wants to do that, I'm cool with that. Sure. Um, I will say it's clicking with me more than now than it ever has. Okay. Which makes me think maybe I should put this put pause. I, I can't press pause on this because it's, it's not a very long series. I should mm-hmm. just finish through. But like maybe like I'm feeling like maybe it's not time to strike with the iron is hot for uh, Breaking Bad because like maybe now finally Breaking Bad is gonna be like, oh yeah, this is what everybody's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, Twin Peaks is finally clicking. I, I've been slacking here the last. Um, week or so like i haven't watched any more episodes but uh mm-hmm. i am going to go back to it for sure okay um 
Yeah, I. What was it that didn't click with Twin Peaks before? I mean, I I can you know obviously it's a it's a weird ass dated thing. Yeah, I mean it's. Believe me, I actually really dig David Lynch when he gets weird. I think the thing about it was there was just this weird suddenness about when the weird shit comes in and that <laughs> like you know because like it, it's a it's a mostly straightforward show and then people will act weird it's okay so it's funny that you say that okay because at the time it was so not a mostly straightforward show well like, I, mean, I mean the so basic, many the basic plot is straightforward yeah okay but i mean like i mean and and even like people being quirky is one thing i mean like i i want to say like i got to the dream sequence the first time with the backwards, mm-hmm. you know, talking midget backwards, he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? No, 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 no. My brain just rejected it because it was like, this doesn't belong in this show from what I've seen so far. Yep. And I I knew that was coming. I actually thought it happened sooner than it does because that's not until like the third or fourth episode, I want to say. Third, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Um, so I knew it was coming and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, there it is. And I'm fine with it now because I... I feel like I'm just paying more attention to it now. Okay. Like I, it didn't feel so out of left field as it did the last time I tried to watch it. Cause it was like, it, all right, it's, it's strictly a dream sequence, you know? And he comes in the next day. It's like, I, I this means something, you know, like that, that's that, <laughs> like just continuing on to the next episode. And it's like, this actually means something. And I'm going to do this weird rock toss thing, you know, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then by the time uh, Miguel Ferrer shows up, mm-hmm. I was like, I fucking love this scene so much. Like that, that scene where he confronts the sheriff and I mean, Kyle McLaughlin doing his like thumb, his enthusiastic thumbs up or I think are going to sustain me for the entire run of the show. Yeah. Um, Cause he is just so like, all right, that's awesome. Douglas, <laughs> Douglas fur. All right. You know? Like, <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. He likes everything. He does. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's just clicking with me more. Okay. So cool. Twin peaks. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I want to talk about a movie that uh, I wouldn't talk about on Bamfcast prime. Cause okay. who cares? But uh, so I, as I'm going through files and files of movies, trying to figure out what we're going to watch on, on Bamfcast, uh, I got to this 80s movie called Heavenly Bodies. Uh, I had only ever known this movie by the poster, which is kind of this sweaty aerobics lady, and thought this was like, oh, this is a dirty movie. Um, so it's not, even though it's produced by Playboy. Okay. So you go into it expecting, like, naughtiness, and it's not really that unless you just naturally consider aerobics to be naughty. Um, it's exercise. It's cinematic, but you know, it's exercise. Um, so basically this is just, this is just a movie about some ladies who are working like a secretary capacity and they pool their money and they buy like this abandoned warehouse and they open up a fitness center and then the rival fitness center in town doesn't much care for this. And it accumulates into a, an an aerobics dance off to determine who gets to own the building. Um, so it's it basically out of nowhere becomes a save the rec center movie, hmm. which I was not expecting, and I can't tell you how fucking delighted I was when that when someone was like, "I challenge you," and I was like, "Oh, oh God, what's happening?" And then they're just like, "I challenge you to an aerobic dance off," and I'm just like, "What?" And that's what happens for the last thirty minutes of the movie. It's like a ten hour marathon. We must aerobic dance at each other until everyone on either team passes out. <laughs> It's pretty good. <laughs> so it's like hands off a hard body? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's kind of that. Um, so yeah, I wasn't Which, expecting... Which, by the way, that should be title of a movie, by the way. Yeah. I, I just think, you know... Probably like, in this day and age, yes, it should be. <laughs> well, I, 
I just mean like you know like one of these like killer spa movies. Mm-hmm. Call it hands off a hurt body. I, I I'd be down to resurrect the uh, the death spa genre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was gone too soon. There were only four or five, which we all did, and mm-hmm. they they can make another one. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that movie is um, something else. It's it's just a it it's not there's really not much to it. But just when it got to that point, I was just like, oh man, fuck yeah, this is I need more eighties movies where they save the Rex Center, and that was a surprise one that I was not expecting. So yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. Cool, yeah. I don't think I have anything else. Okay. Yeah, nothing really worth noting. I watched Day the Earth Stood Still again because it had been a long time since I've seen that. It's still great. I don't have anything to add. The Keanu to... version? No. <laughs> I've never watched that one. I, I say no, like, no, but I've, I've never seen it. I have no idea. I need to go again. back to it because it was different enough, mm-hmm. but I think it was one of those, like, this is too different. I'm not behind this. But now that Keanu is kind of, you know. Cool again? Yeah. yeah. It's like, maybe I should give that another I shot. I thought about trying to watch it just because I never had. I don't know. Maybe I'll make a note of that. Okay. Maybe that's worth revisiting in some capacity. All right. All right. So anyway, that is our new format. Obviously, it'll be a little less awkward as we keep doing it. But, uh, we, you know, we had to explain the steps along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, please let us know what you think about it. Write into BMF at BMFcast.com or contact us on one of the thousands of other places you can get in. If you go to BMFcast.com, all of our stuff is there. You can get us on Discord, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Just let us know. We would really like to know if you like this better or worse or whatever. But we wanted to try something different. Mm-hmm. Just just workshop some stuff. And uh, you guys are hearing this first on Patreon. Thank you very much. Uh, if you're hearing this a month later, thank you for your feedback. We've probably already made some changes, but uh, still worth hearing. And uh, if you want to get in early so so your feedback will be more relevant <laughs> yeah be like more like a beta tester yeah exactly people love that early access that's mm-hmm. fantastic and if if you want to if you want that privilege uh go over to patreon.com slash bmfcast throw a dollar or whatever at us and uh, you get this a month early and yeah. you get a ton of other shit oh my god subscribe to our patreon <sighs> there it is we're not watching any more sub movies <laughs> <laughs> why not <laughs> they're so deep <laughs> Damn it. I can't fathom why you wouldn't want to watch more sub movies. <laughs> Got any more? Nah. No? I'm saving for other sub movies. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> so, until that day comes when we're watching more sub movies, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra. Out. <laughs>